1: All right, let's, uh, speaking of answers, let's get some answers and talk to uh, our next guest, John. Of course, Jason Kelsey, every single Wednesday at this time. Sponsored by PDQ Signature Systems. If you're in the restaurant, hospitality, bar, or
0: casino business, you need a PDQ POS system. With PDQ POS, you'll sell more, earn more, and work less. If you want the best, trust PDQ POS, visit
1: PDQPOS.com. All right, let's welcome Jason on, uh, I'd really believe, one of the biggest and most impressive regular season victories the Eagles have had on the road in a tough spot in recent decades I mean many many years Jason joins us right now good morning Jason Joe how we doing good man Jason happy Thanksgiving to you it's got to be look I know you got to focus on the next game and you got a lot going on in your life but to get that win on Monday night that had to be that had to be special for you
2: um yeah it was big it was um listen, it's hard to win an arrowhead. It's a loud environment. They're a great team. Andy Reid, we have not beaten up until this point. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that really, really happy to get out of there with a win. But obviously, uh, you know, a lot of things to clean up. You know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you, even after the game, I think everybody's excited that we got it done down the stretch. Yeah. But, you know, the, the reality is we still got things to clean up and it wasn't our best performance. So, um just looking forward to trying to get all that stuff fixed. Well, yeah. Jason,
1: let's start with kind of where it started and the struggles in the first half. When those things yeah. were all going, I mean, it was going haywire with you guys up front. What yeah. what was going on? Like why were those struggles so prevalent in the first half and then how did you flip the script in the second half?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, it was communication really in my opinion. I think it, it's a lot, it's one of a lot of stadiums in the NFL. We're going to we're going to play in another one in Seattle and um You know, there's a lot of communication that happens up front between the offensive line. There's a lot of communication that happens from up front to the running backs and to Jalen. And making sure that that all is communicated properly and done in a way that's efficient with the play clock, the play coming in, going to the line of scrimmage, uh, whether you're what the snap count is. And, you know, we didn't have any uh, procedural. Penalties, I don't believe, which is a win. Uh, that's always something that you, you know, are, are trying to limit in an environment like that. But they, you know, and Spags was mixing up looks and doing things based mm-hmm. off of the count, like a, a smart defensive coordinator does. And you know, I think we settled in in the second half, and we, you know, me mainly, you know, it's I'm the guy who's really leading that, and we were not good enough in that regard in the first half. Um, that led to multiple issues on, you know, third down in particular. Uh, you know, there were one third and 15 play where we're trying to communicate at the line and and figure out what we want to get to. And we just didn't have the time and it was too loud to try and do that. And it ended up being a whole cluster. And ultimately we had to punt in that situation after failing because it just wasn't synced up. And I think after the first half, we settled in. We, we, sometimes, you know, you can't do as much as you want to do because of those situations. And I think we just, at the end of the day, if we're all swimming in the same direction, we're all on the same page, we have enough playmakers that we can make plays. So maybe not trying to get to necessarily the perfect thing or the thing that we want to get to, or, you know, all the gambit of things that you can do in a, an environment that uh, the communication's easier.
0: Jason, it sounds like you're being awfully, awfully hard on yourself. Uh, How difficult is it to make protection calls against a defense like Kansas City's that disguises its intentions, you know, that doesn't start out, you know, in the look that they end up in when the ball is snapped?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's particularly difficult on the road. You know, I think, um, you know, guards looking back. So he's taking a snap picture before the play. Right. And then as he looks back, you know, good defensive coordinators are going to move and they're going to shift things around. So you have to communicate to him. Uh, and then at the same time you're trying to communicate, um, what the defensive structure is. And when it's not loud, it's very easy Mm -hmm. when it is loud and you're like, Hey, this guy's down. We're ripping this guy over here. And, um, you know, uh, you're, you're sifting over there. You're trying to get all this communicated and, um, we have tools and, and ways to do that. But like even me saying that and my head being pointed to the left, maybe the right tackle doesn't hear it. And that's where, you know, trying to do all of that and make sure everybody gets the call and do that in a way that you're not going to get a delay a game. And that mm-hmm. that's where it's difficult. I don't think, and I, I've played Spags a lot and he's, I, I really do think he's coaching the best he's ever coached in his career this year. Um, their defense is so good across the board structurally and the the different things that they present and the way they make them all look the same. Um, There wasn't necessarily anything that, a look that we couldn't communicate. I think if we would have played this game at home, it would have been a much different story from that regard. Hmm. I do think, though, that the the noise played a definite factor um, in either missed calls or, uh, people not being on the same page and, and things
0: like that. I, I don't know if, if people talk to you about it. The TV copy caught you shaking off a call from, from yeah. Jalen. How often or infrequently do you end up shaking Jalen off uh, with those calls? And I swear this is not a Taylor Swift question with the shake it off. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: a, it's a, it's a catcher-pitcher question. Yes, um, I exactly. Think, yeah, You know, we Jalen and I both prepare for the game a lot, and the things that I look at in preparation, the things that I am, am, am looking at, even pre-snap, are not the things that necessarily he's looking at. He's looking more at the back end, the coverages. And, and that play in particular had a play that had a kill attached to it, and I had a really good suspicion that in the front that they weren't going to be blitzing uh, the player that would ruin the run to the left side. Mm-hmm. So that's me telling him, like, no, I think we're good, right? And he's yep. like, and obviously, we have a good enough relationship that he trusts me. And this is all to say that Jalen is the one who's running the show, right? I'm just there as a essentially the catcher, right? I'm there to be like, hey, I think we're good in this one. Like, we can keep it on if we need to. Um, So we kept it on and we got it. Now, this is a prime example. I shouldn't have done that. Not because – um of anything other than him killing it, then me saying no, and then him having to reload the play or, or get back to the original play. Mm. Um, the chant, that one worked out there. We tried that again later on in the drive, and it ended up leading to everyone not being on the same page. We had to pawn after a third down because the communication was a train wreck. Mm. And it was too loud to do that in that environment. We should have just killed it, ran the next play, we got good enough playmakers that we would have made something happen on that third down. So um, I think that was a good, um, it's good that we ended up winning. We made corrections in the second half, uh, had much better um, production in the second half. But yeah, I think um, it worked out on that one, but it also, me doing that was part of the issue, I think, in the first half.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I
0: didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so
1: many more doors. The show is
0: called The The Deal. Deal.
1: Listen to The Deal.
0: Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
1: Jason Kelsey here with us as he is every Wednesday at this time. You know, Jason, did you feel... When you and Travis met on the field after the game, were you aware that the swarm of cameras and reporters, it was almost like after a Super Bowl when the two coaches meet or the two quarterbacks meet after a Super Bowl, yeah. unless, unless, you know, Tom Brady walks off the field in disgust after having lost the <laughs> game? Like, could you feel how many people were surrounding you, too?
2: Yeah, for sure. And I was looking for him, and there's so many people around me that I couldn't even find him. He came up behind me eventually, but. Um you know I was looking for him, I was looking for Andy, you know you try and catch the people that you have a lot of you know years and experience and personal relationships with, but yeah, there was a lot of uh, of media surrounding it for sure and it feels a little weird, but you know uh and it's hard to have a very authentic yep. um, exchange with your brother when it is that right because then Travis doesn't really know what to say I don't know. What to say, and you know, you want to just kind of—I don't know—just feels a little bit weird.
1: Makes but, sense, yeah. Well, plus you got to watch it. it. You know, I mean, the cameras can pick up what you say, and you got to be careful there. All right, so let me yep. ask you this, uh, Jason. A, you know, private moment, meaning a, a phone call or a text message after that game, where cameras don't pick up on it. I'm going to give mm-hmm. you three three things I thought of, and tell me which of these three is accurate as it relates to you beating your brother and what you how you handled it with him privately. Choice mm-hmm. one you don't rib him. You don't give him a hard time because you know you wouldn't want that to happen to you after a loss choice yeah. two, you don't rib him because you know, he can play the Trump card. Like, well, dude, yeah, you won the regular <laughs> season game, but we won the Super Bowl or yeah. choice three. After winning this game, you gave him hell because you guys just beat the Chiefs, spots in Kansas city. Which one <laughs> happened?
2: <laughs> um, I actually saw Trav after all that. He came out to where the family area was. saw me and Kylie and the family that wasn't staying in KC, um which was really nice of them. Yep. And uh it was number one, no question about it. I mean, let's say I you know, am I really happy that we won in K C and all that? I'm I'm super happy, but you know, there's still a level of, you know, love and whatnot for your brother and, you know, he certainly you know, won the Super Bowl. He could have thrown that in my face all day. And, uh, you know, it's not the way he operated. And I don't think that there's a level of respect that you have for your brother. And, you know, I know that he's mad, right? Like, you know, not only is he mad that they lost, he's mad that he had a turnover in a crucial situation. He's mad that the production on his end hasn't been what he knows he wants it to be. So there's a, there's a lot of frustrating things that I don't need to pile on top of. Um, I think that they're a very good football team and I, genuinely hope that they get these things fixed i'm happy they in some ways i'm happy that they weren't fixed against us but i certainly hope that they get them fixed and maybe we get to see them again um down the road yeah
1: i think you will actually i really do jason this thanksgiving um what are you thankful
2: for man thankful for my family always my wife my brother my girls um you know, I'm thankful I'm thankful for all the people that are in the building that that make everything function on a day to day basis. all the support staff. Um, you know i'm'm I'm thankful um, that we we live in a time and a place where I get to go out there and play a game for a living and um, you know it's. It brings people joy and happiness and that the world maybe isn't as messed up as it is in other places and we get to enjoy that and those privileges. Um yeah, I think uh you know, and I'm thankful for this uh green bean casserole that Kylie's gonna make on Thursday. There you go. There you go.
1: <laughs> Jason, have a wonderful Thanksgiving to you and your family. We're all thankful for for your presence, not only on our show, but obviously the Philadelphia sports scene as a leader within Philadelphia sports, a dominant figure and obviously part of an exceptional team. So happy, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family and your teammates. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, Jason. Thank you so much. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. There he is, Jason Kelsey.